What's up, Rock Church? Good to see you. God bless you. Welcome to the Rock Church. My name is Travis. I'm hanging out with my good friend, my pastor. <laughs> What's happening, people? How y'all doing? Happy Sunday. Happy, happy Sunday. Sunday. Happy, happy Sunday. Sunday. Happy Sunday. Yeah. Let's go. Hey, before we start, uh, welcome everybody all the campuses. Next week, we are starting a new series called Heart for the House. We're going to be giving vision for next year. Come on. And so I want to encourage you to come. And by the way, um, uh, come on time. No, little, for real, for little real. gentle rebuke. Come on time. Just, rebuke. You know, we start at 11, start at 9 o'clock, be in your seat at 9 o'clock so you can get all the worship and get all the experience. Amen? God deserves you to be on time. Amen? Let's do that. Let's do that. Come on. Amen. Amen. Um, we, we have been through last week a little, really like a two-week mini-series called Praying for Peace. If you came last week, I hope you enjoyed that. And some of you may not know or may know that myself, Pastor Miles, about 35 of us took a trip to Israel, spent 10 days there, 12-day trip, a lot of travel. And it was an incredible experience. Then we got back and the world changed and there's a war in the Middle East. And, and so Pastor spent some time last week unpacking that. And uh, the number one question that we get now, the days after is, when are you going to share more of the stories, more of the pictures? And so today we want to take you on a trip with us and introduce you to some of our new friends and people of peace. Yeah, we want to show you kind of what happened. At the same time, kind of address all the elephant in the room about the division in the world. Right. Israel, Palestine, what's going on? You know, some people are for Palestinians, some people for Israel, some people are calling for the genocide of Israel, you know, and all this stuff. So we want to talk about that mm-hmm. in the context of what we're going to talk about today. Amen. Amen. Oh, boy. Lord, pray, pray, bless us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Um, uh, as always, the devil is about division, and he's always egging us on to pick one side against the other. And in this case, is are you for Israel or are you for the Palestinians? And you have to distinguish between Palestinians and Hamas. You also right. have to understand, as we talked about last week, 20% of Israeli citizens are Palestinian. Um, and so it is very complicated. Matter of fact, what I talked about last week was the fact that it is very complicated. And so we want to unpack that a little bit, and, but mostly introduce you to some people, Palestinians and uh, Jews that, are, that we met there, because at the end of the day, it's about people. Come on. Uh, people is our focus. Uh, 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 we are about people. Uh, Jesus is our message. People are our focus. Can I get amen? Amen. And, and at the end of the day, we are to carry the, 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 the message of the gospel to individuals and not get so caught up in the political stuff that's going on around the world because it is way more than you know. And God is working something out at a big, at a whole nother level that we can't understand. And we just have to trust and rely on what does the Bible say and let the chips fall where they may. I just read today that China's now sent over a bunch of warships into the Mediterranean. Mm. It is heating up way bigger than the Bible talks about people coming from China to, to Israel, which is, I, I was like, how's that going to happen? It's happening. And so uh, there's something way bigger happening that is so much more complicated than we know. So, yeah. Um, Genesis 12, we're going to start this from the very beginning because God called Israel into existence. Israel is the only nation that God called into existence to have a covenant with. You need to understand that. And that what's happening is a battle between cousins. Arabs and Jews are biological cousins. They all come from the same person, Abraham. Why don't you read Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 to 3. Yeah, this is Genesis 12, 1 to 3. The Lord said to Abram, get out of your country from your father's country and from your father's house 
to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and I will curse him who curses you and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. God called Abraham to Canaan. Uh, Abraham was going to, God said, you are going to have a great nation from your loins, from your, from, from your birth, from your descendants. His wife couldn't have a baby, Sarah. So Sarah said to him, why don't you go into my maid and have a baby with her? And Abraham said, cool. So he did that. <laughs> <laughs> we, don't, we don't know he said it that way. <laughs> he, he probably said like, cool. He, 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 we're not going to read it because we don't have a lot of time, but that's what he said in the Bible. <laughs> so he did, and he went into his wife's maid from Egypt, and he had a son named Ishmael. Everyone say Ishmael. Ishmael. God said, I did not tell you to do that. I said, you and Sarah are going to have a baby. So mm. when he was 86 years old, he had Ishmael with uh, Hagar, his wife's maid. And when he was 100 years old, he had a son, Isaac, from his wife, Sarah, 100. The brother was a rolling stone, okay, 100 years old. I'm hey. just telling you. I'm just telling you what the Bible says. I'm telling you, he, 100. He was, he was a hundo. I mean, he was a hundo. <laughs> Ishmael and Isaac are cousins through Abraham. Arabs come from Ishmael. Ishmael went to Paran, Arabia, and all the Arabs will claim their allegiance and connection to Abraham through Ishmael. Mm -hmm. All the Jews will claim their allegiance to Abraham through Isaac. Isaac had a son named uh, Jacob. Jacob's name was changed to Israel, and he had 12 sons. That's where the Jews come from. Mm. Out of those Jews came Jesus, and out of Jesus came you and me. And so you and I have been grafted into Israel spiritually through Jesus Christ. The only way we know Jesus is the Messiah is because of the Old Testament. That's the only way we know it. The Old Testament describes where he was born, how he was, how he was killed, the life he was lived, and, and the words he said on the cross. And all, all the prophecies in the Old Testament about who the Messiah is. That's how we know. So you and I are connected through that. Now, read please Psalm 122.6. Psalm 122.6 says, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May they prosper who love you. It doesn't say pray for the peace of Israel, which is nothing wrong with that, but it says pray for the peace of Jerusalem. What, what that doesn't mean is that Israel can do anything they want to anybody they want. Mm. That's not what that means. And so when you pray for the peace of Israel, the peace of Israel is Jesus. He is the Prince of Peace. And the prayer is that Jesus, who is coming back, he's coming back. They can do it all they want over there. Right. Jesus is coming back. Come on. And he's going to rule from Jerusalem and he's going to be a new Jerusalem. That's what the Bible says. That's what we hold on to. We're not holding on to any government. We're not holding on to any military. We're holding on to the promises of God. And so we pray for the peace of Jer Jerusalem. The peace of Jerusalem is Jesus Christ. You and I have the Prince of Peace, Jesus, in our heart. What, we are what we're praying for, and, when I and you'll see here in a minute, I spoke at an event there for the peace of Jerusalem with rabbis and, and Orthodox Jews there. And I said, look, Jesus is the peace of Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. And I'm praying that you would experience that and the world would experience that. Right. That's what we're praying for. Can I get an amen? amen? So what you want to make sure you distinguish between what the Bible says and what the media is telling you to believe. Because our, our gospel um, mandate is to trust what the word of God says. Now, the Jews have to believe in Jesus. They don't believe in Jesus. They got their own problem with Jesus. Mm -hmm. And I'll say this last thing when we go to the video, um, these videos we have to show you in pictures. Um, it says in Genesis that if you, God says, go to, to Abraham, go to a land I will show you. Those who curse you, I will curse. Those who bless you, I will bless. All I'm telling you is what God said. 
There are people here calling for the genocide and, and kill all the Jews. You got to deal with God on that. I would tell you don't say that about anybody, but especially about who God's telling you don't say that about. And right. that's just between you and God. I'm just Come telling on. you what the Bible says. You need to not get caught up in the media, get caught up in what the Bible says and trust God. So, amen? Amen. 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 Okay. So, that's that. Let's give the Lord a hand. Let's give the Lord a hand on that. This picture, we're, we're going we're gonna to put up that picture. This is a Pastor Miles speaking at an event that was praying for the peace of Jerusalem. And I, I love what you said. Peace is a person. And so tell us what you're doing here, Pastor. The peace is a person. And so they said, can you talk? Can you close it out? And I said, okay, but here's what I'm going to talk about. And because there's Christians and Jews at this event, rabbis, leading rabbis, the mayor of Jerusalem was there, the, 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 the general to the army was there. And I'm like, well, here's what I'm, I'm talking about Jesus. They said, go ahead. Come on. Because he is the peace. Uh, he's going to be the peace of the world. If you look at the top right, there's a little gold dome on the picture. At the very top right, that is the dome of the rock. It's probably the most famous picture you've seen when you see Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. um, if you can put that next picture up of that so we can get a clarity on that picture. Um, that dome is on a 37-acre lot plot of land called the, dome, uh, the Temple Mount. Everyone say Temple Mount. Temple Mount. The Temple Mount is a 37-acre piece of land where the first temple that King Solomon, uh, a Jew, built for Israel. It got torn down. Then King Herod built the second one, got, and that's the one Jesus went to, got torn down. And then years later, the Muslims took over that land. They now run the Temple Mount. The Muslims do. But this is the area where the Jews, where, where the Jews built the first and second temple. This is the land where the Bible says there's going to be another temple. Mm -hmm. How are you going to figure that out? You tell me that. And, it, and so that dome is over a rock, and, and at that rock is the place where uh, we believe that Abraham was going to sacrifice Isaac in Genesis chapter 22. And the Muslims believe that's where Abraham was going to sacrifice Ishmael. The Muslims also believe from that location that Muhammad ascended into heaven and came back. I, I don't necessarily believe that, but that's their belief. So it's a holy site to them. Right across the way from that dome is a mosque called Al-Aqsa Mosque. It's a Muslim mosque. And when Hamas uh, killed the uh, Jews uh, uh, two Saturdays ago, their, their, the name of their war is Operation, um, uh, um, Operation Al-Aqsa Flood. It was about that land. Hmm. And so that land is so critical because now the Muslims own it and control it. The Jews owned it, controlled it before. And in the Bible, the Antichrist is going to facilitate the building of the third temple, Jewish temple. How are they going to do that? I have no idea. It is very, very, very complicated. By the way, that's in Jerusalem. That's not Gaza. That's in Jerusalem. These are, this is a, a battle between cousins. Now, if you go back to that, the wall, where the wailing wall where you see the Jews pray. Y'all know that wall? Okay, so that wall is a retaining wall to that, where the, the, that wall right there. That wall is... They pray at that wall because they believe when the old temple was on the, on the mount, the Jewish temple, that the holiest place in that temple was closest to this wall. So you have Jews praying at a wall where their old holy holies was, but right now it's a Muslim 
uh, land. It is complicated. You can't go up there. The Muslims completely control it. There's only certain parts of the day you can go up there. They completely control it. And so you have Jews praying at a wall that is a retaining wall for what is now called, is now a Muslim land that used to be their land. And they're they're preparing for a new temple. How they think that's going to happen, I have no idea. So here's a video of me praying at that wall. And after, at the end of the video, you're going to see the people that are out there and you're, you're going to see the people that are out there. They're out there all day and night praying. So check it out. Dear God, I pray for your anointing on my life. I pray the Holy Spirit would open up the windows of heaven of blessing and wisdom and opportunity and clarity and anointed power that I may fulfill the supernatural vision that you've implanted in my heart years ago. I declare this at the Wailing Wall in Jerusalem as I pray here with thousands of people behind me. Holy Spirit, I pray you anoint my life. I pray you anoint my family. I pray you anoint my church that you have given me supervision over. And I pray you anoint everything you've called me to do. I thank you for your faithfulness. I pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. There's thousands and thousands of men and women behind there praying. They pray there every day. Little kids, little kids are out there, and people with their mm-hmm. desk and their Bible, and they're out there all day praying. Do you want to say yeah, something? Yeah, they were just, I don't know if you noticed Pastor Miles kind of rocking back and forth, and I think that just happened by, by being in, in that area because you had little kids with desks like, excuse me, old man, let me get in here, and they're talking to me and him. We're just like, excuse me, we want to go over here and pray. They're so disciplined, but that, that moving is called shuckling. Shuckling is something that we saw happen when we were in Germany, and everyone flying to Jerusalem and Jews pray three times a day. Uh, Muslims pray five times a day and they rock so they can focus on prayer. Why? Because it's a priority for them. And that, that's one of the values of our house. That prayer, prayer is a priority. priority. And, and, and what I was challenged by was the discipline on both sides. Whether you agree with what they believe, their discipline to what they believe right. is higher than I see discipline what we believe. Mm-hmm. And that was incredibly challenging to me. Yeah. Um, anyway, little notes in the wall. Yeah, what you do is you go to the wall and you put little notes in the cracks of the wall. So all the cracks in that wall have thousands and thousands of pieces of paper of prayers. And I put a piece of paper uh, of my prayers in that wall that'll be there. It'll be there. It's incredible. Yeah, back. we pray for you. We pray for all of you. This next video we're going to show you is a friend you, you met. We were in Bethlehem which the birthplace of our savior, but it's run by Palestinians. Yeah, Bethlehem is a, in the West Bank in a Palestinian authority run area. And this is the mayor. He's, go, he's been voted the mayor. He's gonna take office soon. He is a Palestinian and he's a Christian and he owns a souvenir shop where we spent two hours <laughs> buying all his stuff. And he looks like my cousin, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. You know, Bethlehem, we are 20% Christians, 80% Muslims. You know, we live as Palestinians together. We, have, we uh, respect each other, we love each other, and we protect each other. The Palestinian government had uh, Arafat passed a law uh, a long time ago for 11 Palestinian cities that the, even the uh, Christians are minority, but the leadership must still be Christian by, by law, even though we're a minority. So Bethlehem is one of them. And even though we're 20% Christians living in Bethlehem, 
the Palestinian people, leadership and people, believe that the city needs to, 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 to keep on the uh, looking Christian city. And they are trying to support the Christian presence and to make sure that we're not at some point and no longer living in, in this uh, beautiful city. When he first told me that, I was like, you got to tell me that five times because I don't get that. It is what it is. I, and again, he's Palestinian, he's Christian. Some mm. Palestinians are Muslim, some Palestinians are Christian. And I imagine there's some who yeah. don't believe anything, you know, either way. But uh, that guy owns a uh, souvenir shop. We spent, like I said, two hours in there. They're open 24 hours a day and he's awesome. an incredible salesman. Um, I, I, I went to a, a dinner and at this dinner, I met an Orthodox rabbi who disciples Christian men on how to be better Christians. I don't get that. Uh, as a matter of fact, I'm sorry, real, real quick, can we go back, can we go back to the, me dancing with the guy, the, the, the Orthodox first guy? Oh, the picture so with the... This is, this is, we were at the... the, the hey, <laughs> hey. So the day we of peace. This is the peace for Jerusalem event. And there were rabbis there and the mayor of Jerusalem was there. The, the guy to my right is the general to the army. Uh, and so they started playing music and this, he gets up and he says, um, he just grabs my hands and starts dancing. I'm like, Joe, dude, no. <laughs> he goes, no, we, we, we're going to dance. And so we're, we're doing whatever, they, they, I don't know what they call it. And Every day Dougie. we're shuffling. It, it, it wasn't the Dougie, I'm telling you that. But So we were doing this. And, uh, um, and then, the, then the general says, you will dance with me. And I was like, okay, I'm going to dance with you. Um, uh, anyway, this guy right here, this next picture, um, is a, he is an Orthodox rabbi. Now, here's what you have to understand. In Israel, if you are a citizen, you have to serve in the army, the IDF, and you pay taxes. If you're Orthodox, you don't have to pay taxes. They pay you. You don't even have to work. They pay you to study, and you don't have to go to the military. So obviously that creates a tension between the Orthodox and the non-Orthodox right. because the other non-Orthodox are paying the taxes, and they have to go to war, and the Orthodox don't. This guy uh, disciples Christian men on how to be better Christians, this guy. And he lives in an area, I think it's a kibbutz, that is in a Palestinian settlement. So he is surrounded by Muslims. His best friends are Muslims, but the cousins of his best friends want him dead. And wow. so every night, someone from their kibbutz, their, their Jewish neighborhood, stands guard with guns against the people around them. And so he and I have been trading uh, voicemails since I left. I'm asking how he's doing. He says, we're praying. We, we, have no, we, have no, we can't go anywhere because this is where we live. And we're standing guard and protecting ourselves. And um, so when we were talking, we had a 40-minute conversation about Jesus. <laughs> and and I, I said, tell me what you believe. Tell me why you don't believe Jesus is the Messiah and blah, blah, blah. And, and, and it was very lively, positive, friendly. Uh, and he says to me, looked me in the eye and says, your goal is to get me saved, isn't it? I said, 100%. 100%. You talked to the wrong uh, I guy. Said, uh, I said, absolutely. <laughs> and he went, but I don't want you to do that. I, I, don't, I just want you to love me. I said, I said, that's cool. I said, that's cool, but I still want you to get saved. I said, if someone was going to walk in here with a gun and shoot you, wouldn't you want me to tell you? I said, now, did we agree to disagree? A hundred percent. Was it, was it uh, contentious? Absolutely not. 
It's, it's, it's love. And you can do both. You can actually disagree with somebody and still yeah. love them. In our culture, like, you know, it's us versus them. And you, you know, you can say, I, I pray for the peace of Jerusalem and not agree with what the military does. You can do that. I, I don't agree with all That's the stuff good. they're doing, but I still pr- pray for what the Bible says to pray for. Yeah. How, does that, how does God reconcile that? God reconciles that. Come on. And so, but you, what, what we have to understand is that that guy, he's, he, he has friends that are Muslim, and the cousins of those friends want him dead. How does, it, how does that work? That, and, and, and he had, while we were sitting there, he had a gun on him. He showed me his gun. I said, why do you, he said, that's just my life. I have to, if my Muslim friends come to my house, I may have to protect them from other people. And so it is a very complicated life that they live. And talking to these people and hearing, hearing all these perspectives was eye-opening for me. And it just, God just said, I just want you to love people. Come on. Just, and, and trust my word and trust I'm working this out. Yeah. Am I making sense to y'all? That's good. Okay. What's, good, what's the yeah. uh, uh, we, we got to go to the Jewish uh, Holocaust Museum, and, and it's complicated. Everything, everywhere we went was complicated. Um, we got to hear from a woman named Ruth, and on the way out, the lady that gave us the tickets, she recognized us coming in, and on the way out, she asked you a question, and yeah. we had a moment. Uh, before that, we heard a Holocaust survivor. Was she 90-something years old? 90-something. A uh, Holocaust survivor spoke for an hour, and, and she was amazing. And then at the end of it, she said she didn't believe in God. She told all these amazing stories about how these yeah. miracles happened to keep her alive. But she didn't believe. It was, it was so sad for her to say that. But when I got my ticket to go in, this young lady, Yasmin, said, um, you are from the Rock Church. Because it was on the screen. I said, yeah. Mm-hmm. She says, you sing. I was like. Well, I don't sing, but <laughs> yes, we, we sing. We sing. She says, can you come sing for me? I was like, sure. So when, I, and when we come out, we're going to come into the lobby and we're going to sing about, you know, sing to you. Obviously, we're going to sing about Jesus. And so this is what happened. Okay, so we're going to go. You want? This is Jasmine Yasmin. She is the lady who took our ticket to get into the Holocaust Museum. And she saw that it said Rock Church on the screen. And then she asked me, do you guys sing? I don't know how she knew. She said, can you come sing for me? So we're going to sing for you. How do you know we sing? I don't know. I, I, what do you mean you don't know? I have no idea. I heard somebody sing over there. And then I, I connected something. I have no idea. I don't have an answer for that. <laughs> okay. So come, come, come down. Come into the So, amen, amen, amen. While, while we were singing, the security guard came over to stop us, mm-hmm. and she went. She said, get off, get I got off this, me. I got get this. Um, uh, let me pause here for a minute. God's going to bring people into your life, and you're not going to know where, when, why, and how, and you need to be ready to share God's love with them. Amen. If you draw lines in the sand... If you draw lines in the sand, you cut yourself off from a bunch of people. I've witnessed so many white supremacists. Do I agree with white supremacists? No. 
But do they, do, 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 are they made in the image of God and do they need the Lord Jesus Christ? Yeah. 100%. Absolutely. And, and I was in, a, in Donovan State Prison and his white supremacist was walking around the track and I had just spoke to a bunch of men and I went over and called them over and he got right here in my face. He had no shirt on and, 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 and I was kind of in my back of my head crying, laughing because he had painted himself black. I bro, aren't you defeating the purpose? You got all this black ink on you. I didn't bring that up. I, I, I didn't want to distract him. <laughs> but he, he literally came over to me and we were this close and everybody's watching because I just finished speaking to the crowd and I said, yo man, Jesus is looking for you. Mm. Jesus wants you. He was the leader of these three guys walking around and he's like, what do, you, what do you mean? What do you mean? I said, hey man, I don't know. You just got to deal with that. You just got to right. deal with Jesus. And now he's made an image of God. He's got to deal with that and God's going to interact with him. So you, you, you want to be, you want to carry the ministry of reconciliation that God has given you because people are our focus. They were his Jesus' focus. Okay? Amen. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Let's keep hey, going. Oh, this by is. By the way, th that off key voice was not me. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> I know y'all heard that voice. You're like, who is that? <laughs> it wasn't me neither. Uh. <laughs> this, this, this next picture, uh, we went to the Dead Sea and a group of us were floating in the Dead Sea. You put this little mud on you and you float there and it's just, it's the, the lowest place on earth. That's the, that's the Dead Sea. But you didn't go. You hung out with, in the air-conditioned bus, bus area with the bus drivers, and you met uh, yeah, yeah. five friends. So, so, so the Dead Sea is the lowest point on the earth, and it it's, it's, has so much salt in it. There's nothing living in it, and it, you can float. I, I don't float because I have very low body fat. You know, I'm just all twisted uh -huh. steel and sex appeal. You know what I'm saying? Yep. <laughs> so, no, for real, I can't float. But there, you can float where you can put your feet up and just, you're like this out of the water. It's yep. so buoyant. But anyway, I, don't, I, I had done that already and so I didn't do it. And it was like 117,000 degrees outside. It was hot. So I it told, I asked our bus driver who was Muslim. We had a, we had a Jewish uh, tour guide you're going to meet here in a minute and then a Muslim uh, Palestinian bus driver. And I said, hey man, where's the air conditioning? He said, let me take you over to where the other bus drivers are. And so he took me into this, room and there's like five Palestinian bus drivers in there all talking Arabic and I just walk in and obviously they're looking at me like, yo, who are you? So I just sat there. That's my knee, right? That's by the way, <laughs> That's my knee. And I just sat there and listened to them talk. And I, they, you know, they're just talking back and forth, back and forth. And I'm looking at them. They're looking at me. We had nothing to say to each other. I'm looking at each other. And then those three guys got up, put their rugs down and started praying to Allah. Mm. And I was like, huh. I was like, oh, this is, getting, this is going to get jiggy right now. Let's go. So they start, they prayed, and I'm watching, and that guy's sitting in the chair, and another guy to my right aren't praying. So I said, hey, um, do you speak English? He said, yeah. I said, how come you're not praying? And we got into this conversation. And, and he explained, well, I'm Christian, he's Christian, and they're praying, blah, 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 blah. And then after they prayed, which, by the way, would you get up and pray to your Jesus in public like that? Mm. Don't matter what they believe. Let's forget that for a minute. Right. That's that, that, that. We don't bring our Bibles to work. We don't pray. Some of y'all don't even pray for your meal. You're embarrassed in a restaurant. Mm. Jesus said, if you're ashamed of me, I'm going to be ashamed of you. How many times have you not talked about Jesus or validated some other garbage because you didn't want people to know you were a Christian because you were ashamed of Christ? Oh, snap. So these guys sat down and yeah. we all got in a conversation. It's like, tell me about that. Tell me about when you pray, why you pray. How do you know when to pray? It's five times a day. Now, when we were in, in Jerusalem, in the old city, they had speakers and they had five times a day. It just, they just have speakers and it tells everybody when to pray. 
Here, we're out in the middle of the desert. Mm-hmm. So I said, how do you know when to pray? And, and he showed me this. He showed me his app on his phone with five times every day they get it they get a, 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 based on where the moon is and all the yeah, celestial movement. Old school meets new school they, right there. They, they get a, a, a every day download here to five times to pray. Wow. What about us? Hmm. That's a, and I'll tell you two things. One, be challenged by that. Number two, um, talk to people. Seek to understand before you seek to be understood. Mm-hmm. Stop telling people what they need to believe and why they're wrong and learn about, be curious. Listen, your light is brighter than, the light of God is brighter than the darkness. You don't need to be scared of the darkness. Go engage in, in other people's beliefs and say, okay, now here's what the Bible says and, and, and God loves you, blah, blah, blah. That's what I'm challenging you to be, always. Because once you start saying those people, us versus them, you just played into the devil's hand. Mm-hmm. Amen. 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 Okay. Yeah. Mount of Olives. The next picture is Mount of Olives, and, and there are graves there, two sets of graves, Jewish and, and, and Muslim graves. Explain the significance. What was it about the Jewish graves that they can see there? So I took this picture. So where I'm standing, I'm on the Mount of Olives. Uh, Zechariah 14.4 says the, the Messiah is going to return and put his feet on the Mount of Olives. The Jews believe that. It's in the Old Testament. Everything about Jesus that we know is found, the foundation is in the Old Testament. I'm going to say it twice. Every foundational truth about Jesus we know, it's the foundations in the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. So the fact that the Messiah was born in Bethlehem is Old Testament. The fact that he was crucified on the cross, Old Testament. What he said on the cross, Old Testament. Where he's going to come back to, Old Testament. And he's going to come back to the Mount of Olives. That's where we were. So those graves right here at the bottom of the picture, can you see it? those are graves? Like They're boxes. above the ground. They're boxes above the ground. All those are, all those are grave sites. Though you, in order to be buried there, you have to be Jewish. And the reason that they want to be buried there, because they believe that when the Messiah comes, he's going to come on the Mount of Olives, and they believe they're going to rise from the dead, and they want to be the closest to him when he comes back. What? Yeah, bury me anyway. Throw me out to the sea. I'm not saying anything wrong with that. I'm, I'm, I'm really not. However, that is faith in what the Bible says. Yeah. They, now, what was one of the running jokes that we had with the Jews that we were there with is when he comes back, are you going to ask him, is this your first time or second time? <laughs> that was one of the running jokes that we have. And so th- that, that, is, that, that just blew my mind about why they are... Well, you are, give context. Yeah. There's, there's Orthodox Jews, moderate Jews, and then there's Messianic Jews. And yeah, so yeah. There's some yeah. that don't believe in Jesus. There's like 12 different As kinds of Jews. There's secular Jews, all kind, I mean, all the whole gamut. And the Orthodox are the ones that, that, that they're getting paid to study the Word of God. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, uh, but they, 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 they pray three times a day. They, they all, the, the city shuts down. The, the country shuts down on Shabbat, Friday sundown to Saturday sundown. Stuff shuts down. They, they, that's their Sabbath. Okay. Awesome. Um, we went to uh, the Garden Tomb and we saw Golgotha and we met... Uh, a guy named Caesar, Cesar, and what a great story, meeting him for the first time. Explain that and, and who he was. So the garden tomb is the, the historic location where Jesus was crucified and buried and rose. And so you go into, you know, you go through the, the gate and then you pay and then you go in and Golgotha where he was crucified is, you know, 200 feet over there. And then right over there is the tomb where that's, that's a tomb that they believe that he was um, uh, buried in and rose from the dead. And there's a video proving that he is not there. Look at that. Look at that. There, there it is. is. 
He's not there. Come on, church. They're like, it's just a rock. That's right. There's not that much to it. Uh, that guy in the red shirt, when we walked up to the gate, he said, hey, Pastor Miles, I go to the rock. He's in Israel. Somebody, yes, he's a missionary. He lives there. Incredible. He, unfortunately, a, young, a daughter of someone in his Bible study was at the festival where Hamas came and killed her. So he lost one of the people in his Bible study. He is currently, he and his family are in Arizona. They're going to be coming to San Diego, I think, next week. And that, that's Cesar. So he got the minister to us, explained the whole uh, uh, story about the, the, where he's crucified and why they believe that's where Jesus was crucified and why they believe he was buried uh, where he was and then he it's rose incredible. from the dead. It's incredible. This may be my, my, my favorite person, maybe the whole trip for those that went and maybe my favorite place. The next one is, is, uh, is our guide, Shai, and we are praying for him in the upper room where scripture says that that's not only where the last supper took place, but potentially where, the, where Pentecost happened. The Holy Spirit filled the room. Right. So we, had a, we were in a bus eight hours a day for 10 days. We didn't have any days off. And our tour guide is a guy named Shah. You're going to hear him in a minute. He's Jewish, doesn't believe in Jesus. Um, he's not an Orthodox Jew. <coughs> and he sat next to me for eight hours a day for 10 days in that bus. And everywhere we walked, I was right next to him. And we were kind of guiding, you know, hey, let's go here. Let's not go here. What about this? And so he got an earful for 10 days. And, you know, <laughs> and, so, we, did you. <laughs> and so did I. I got an earful. Um, and, and when we were in the upper room where Jesus had the last supper and where the Holy Spirit came, which we had an amazing time there, we prayed for Shai. So Shai, we're going, we, we, we were just having an incredible prayer, worship time. And we said, Shai, you getting ready to get blasted with the Holy Ghost. And so we brought him in the middle of the circle and prayed for him. And when we were walking out, he said to me, I've done tons of these tours with people. I've never had an experience like that. The Holy Spirit got him. So you can pray for this brother. Amen. So check it out. Shalom to everybody at the Rock Church in San Diego. My name is Shai, and I am a tour guide who was fortunate to lead a group of your friends while traveling in the land of Israel for 10 days. We had many, many exciting moments during this trip. One of the most exciting one was when we were at the traditional place of the Last Supper Room. Uh, your friends got there and they started to sing and started to pray. And this was a very moving moment also for me as a Jew. But then, surprisingly, Pastor Miles asked me to join the people praying. And I found myself at the, at the center of the circle where everybody put on my shoulders their arms and they start to bless me and bless my family. And this surely was one of the most moving moments I ever had. most powerful
God's ways are not our ways. And as high as the heavens are above the earth, God's ways are above your ways. What's happening over there is way above any of our pay grades to understand. Don't mean you don't have an opinion. But just know whatever your opinion is, it's about this much of what's really happening. They don't even know. God is working out something that he planned eternity ago. Our job is to carry the gospel. The devil will do anything to get you off that. And you can never go wrong trusting God. We had a, a, a volunteer event here yesterday and I was talking about David and Goliath and I don't want to get into the whole story, but one of the things that I said was David, when he heard Goliath talking trash, it bothered him. He said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? The other Jews were running from him. They were scared. But it bothered David that this guy was cursing God. I want it to bother you that people don't know God. It should bother you. It should bug you. Said I, I, I have a light and they're in darkness. And it should bother you so much that you are consumed with who can you pray for? Who can you encourage? Who can you explain what you have? And if you don't understand how to explain it, then let's learn how to explain it. Matter of fact, next week I'm going to talk about what we're going to do next year to help you understand how to explain it better. We're going to talk about several things, but I want you to come next week because it bothers God that he died so we can carry the message to, to unbelievers, and we can't. And the devil's working overtime to get you to have any other reason not to talk to people. That's the gospel. That's church. Other than all this other, this, these political games churches play, the devil's got them off target. That's not our job. And so my encouragement to you in showing you all this and taking you there is that you would realize that people are people. And they need God and they're lost. That, that guy right there, we love that guy, but he's lost. He doesn't have God. I, I spent 10 days bending his ear in a loving way and him bending my ear back. Why? Because I care for him and met his wife. And the people at your job, the people in your family, you, we and I need to get over ourselves and say, God, how can I be a blessing to them? Let me pray, please pray for them. And then we gotta, I know we gotta end this because I go to the services, but I wanna tell you, I love you so much. I want you so bad to be what God has called you to be and walk in the freedom that God has called you to walk in. Amen? Amen. Amen. Can you keep Amen. praying for him? Yeah. It was emotional to see that video. It's emotional to remember that room, emotional to hear Shai's voice. And, and Shai, you may even be watching this right now, 10 hours uh, ahead of us. And so uh, we love you and we're thankful for you and just blessed by, by your faithfulness to service while we were there. Um, there's somebody in the room today there are people in Israel or people in Gaza that all need Jesus. And we've been praying for peace. And really we're saying we're praying for Jesus to come because he is Shalom. He is our perfect peace. And then he begins a ministry and he says, I want you to be people of peace. Blessed are the peacemakers for you'll be called children of God. And so we have a chance to right now in this moment to receive God's peace, to re receive salvation and to pray for the salvation of all those people, even our great friend, Shai to receive the person of peace. His name is Jesus Christ. Why don't you bow your heads? Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, thank you today for sending your son Jesus over 2,000 years ago, born in Bethlehem, lived 33 years, did it perfectly in our place, died on our behalf, rose from the grave, 
also that he could prove he was the son of God and so that he could forgive our sin. And so we believe that today. Many of us believe that. And if there's someone in the room, there's someone watching, or there are people across the world who don't, we pray for their salvation in this moment. As our pastor is saying, we're pleading and begging for their salvation. So if you're in the room right now, today is your day. Don't wait another moment. Receive the peace of God by faith through the grace of Jesus. And you can just pray this prayer. If you're watching online, you're watching at a later time, if you're in the room, one of our campuses, pray this prayer in the quiet of your heart and just say, dear God, I admit that I'm a sinner. I acknowledge that I need help, that I fail over and over. But today I believe and I confess that you love me and that you died for me and you have the power to forgive sin and the power to give me a brand new life. Come into my heart. Holy Spirit, fill me up right now. Give me a new mind, new spirit, new hope and a new future. I declare that you are the Lord of my life. You're my savior. Jesus be my Lord. As everybody's heads are bowed, your eyes are closed, no matter where you are, when you're watching. If you prayed that prayer as the first time prayer for salvation, or maybe you're rededicating your life because you've been a prodigal, you drifted, now you're coming back, and this message hit home because you need that peace that surpasses all understanding, and it's found in a person, his name is Jesus. If you prayed that prayer on the count of three, I just want you to lift your hand. Let someone know online you prayed that prayer on the count of three, lift your hand, one, two, three hands going up all across the room so many people saying yes lord i receive your peace i receive salvation today god bless you god bless you god bless you put your hands down lord thank you today for all those hands thank you for all the people here in the room here in san diego in california in the united states in israel and in gaza all the people that we're praying for peace for thank you lord bring salvation to many for the glory of your son jesus we bless them And we say, thank you that you love us so much. It's in Jesus' name we pray. We said, amen. Amen. Come on, clap your hands. Let's welcome all of our new family members into the kingdom of God.